We're going to go back to the Ukraine now. The UN General Assembly, it has voted to reprimand Russia over its invasion of Ukraine and demand that Moscow stop fighting and withdraw its military forces. The General Assembly voted 141 in favour and five opposed, with 35 nations abstaining. Joining us now is US correspondent Simon Marks. Good morning, Simon. Um, The five countries, I don't think there'll be any great surprise, will they? Uh, No, very much not. Belarus, Syria, North Korea and Eritrea uh, siding with Russia at the end of this emergency session of the full General Assembly, only the 11th time since the United Nations founding that the General Assembly has met in emergency session. The vote, of course, is non-binding, but it absolutely demonstrates the marginalisation of Russia, uh, the condemnation that the international community is presenting of Vladimir Putin's decision Uh, to invade Ukraine and it's coming uh, within a world body uh, over which of course in the Security Council Russia continues to maintain a veto. Linda Thomas-Greenfield is the American ambassador to the United Nations. To the Russian soldiers sent to the front lines of an unjust, unnecessary war, I say your leaders are lying to you. And she became the first American official to claim that the Russians in Ukraine are using cluster munitions and vacuum bombs that are prescribed by the Geneva Convention. Do not commit war crimes. Do everything you can to put down your weapons and leave Ukraine. The truth is that this war was one man's choice and one man alone. President Putin. And of course she argued that the United Nations should send Vladimir Putin a very clear message. So did the Ukrainian ambassador Sergei Kislitsia, uh, who was talking today about the assault yesterday by the Russians on the TV tower in Kiev, a national Ukrainian landmark that sits right next to a world-renowned Ukrainian memorial uh, for the Holocaust. One of the missiles dropped on the Babin Yar Holocaust Memorial, a sacred place of commemoration of Jews, Ukrainians, Roma, and representatives of other ethnic groups killed by Nazis during the World War II. What an irony when victims of Nazis are being killed for the second time by Nazi modern followers. And while the Russians, of course, voted against the resolution condemning then, condemning Moscow with those other four countries, there were 35 abstentions, most notable among them that of China. So do you think this, seeing that 141 countries have backed, um, I guess, the West, this is a, a large grouping, do you think it will embolden the West, in particular the US and its allies, to go further? I mean, the sanctions they've already imposed are actually pretty severe to going after the Russian central bank. Yeah, and and of course, uh, those sanctions continue to be tightened. And President Biden, in his State of the Union address here last night, insisted that uh, Vladimir Putin uh, had miscalculated in at least two major ways. First of all, he had not anticipated the strength of the Ukrainian resistance. I mean, we're almost a week into this now, uh, and still uh, neither Kharkiv nor Kiev nor any of the other uh, major population centers in Ukraine has fallen to Russian forces. But the president also 
argued that Vladimir Putin had miscalculated uh, in terms of the unity uh, of NATO, uh, America's European allies and partners and the international community more broadly, uh, even pointing to Switzerland, you know, always neutral uh, in all kinds uh, of international affairs, uh, now announcing that it is going to uh, observe the EU's sanctions uh, against Russia. The president of the United States argued last night that was a miscalculation, but there were also uh, points in his State of the Union address last night where he did seem to acknowledge that this was going to be very tough going uh, for the Ukrainian forces uh, in the days and weeks ahead Mm. and seemed at at various points to acknowledge that at the end of the day, militarily, Vladimir Putin might win, even while he loses uh, on the world stage. Indeed. Simon Marks, thank you very much. Our U.S. correspondent at 25 minutes past eight was